Hello, welcome to the Healthy Alternatives podcast. I am Dr. Christine Sauer with DocChristine.com. Today's show is a recording of my radio show of the same name. Enjoy! Good afternoon, this is Dr. Christine Sauer, your host of the show Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIOEFM with live stream on communityradio.ca every Thursday at 12 noon Atlantic Standard Time. Thanks for tuning in today. In this show, I will talk mostly with guests about all aspects of health, healthcare and wellness, from conventional to alternative and everything in between. My mission for this radio show is to help change people's lives for the better by informing them about different options to get and stay healthy and well so they can choose for themselves which option might work in their case. And if you feel you are stuck in a dark place, I want to tell you, don't give up. There is a light at the end of the tunnel for you too. Today, I'm extremely pleased to be with my friend Brian Murray. Brian is a 45-year resident of Hammonds Plains, which is a suburb of Halifax, a local farmer of grass-fed beef, free-run eggs, and certified free-range chickens. And he's actually the closest farm to Halifax Metro, right? Correct. Wow. Tell us a little bit about why you became a farmer. Sure. About 30 years ago, I was um, a service tech for Makita Power Tools, and I was saying, this is a boring life. I cannot see me doing this for another 30 years. My wife wanted to keep the farm going, and I kind of got involved with it. And farming is one of those things that once it gets in your blood, you just can't get it out. So uh, it evolved for years. Um, I worked uh, full-time at Makita and then full-time at the farm for seven years. And then eventually I left uh, Makita Power Tools and uh, done farming full-time and uh, evolved it into uh, what we have today. Now, when you started farming, uh, were the cows grass-fed or conventional-fed? No, when we first started, we kind of took it over from uh, my uh, wife's uh, uh, father, and he used to actually feed uh, stale bread to the cows, mm. and everybody loved that. It was cheap feed. It um, looked after um, getting rid of that product from the uh, from the uh, uh, bakery. So, anyhow, it made great beef. Everybody loved the taste of it and so forth. As we became more educated, we said, well, maybe we'll just feed grain instead of beef. So we kind of tried a little bit of that, and it worked all right. Then we had one of our suppliers said, you should try hay leach, which is just um, regular hay that's only dried one day instead of two, and wrapped in the big white uh, wraps, looks like the marshmallows. And uh, I said, okay, well, we'll try that. And we ended up having um, grass-fed beef. And it turned out that our cattle done way better on the hay leach than they were doing on hay and grain. So we ended up having a, a higher quality product and uh, a healthier product, and uh, we never looked back. That is wonderful, and I love what you do. And uh, we'll talk more about the farms and benefit of grass-fed beef and pasture chicken or free-range chicken 
for your help in the next show that we are taping. But I remember when I met you first a few years ago, you were a big guy. Yeah, I was probably 300 plus mm. at that time. And when people, they can't see you, but when they look at you now, they say, oh my God, he shrunk. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm down to uh, around 182 pounds now. I've mm -hmm. lost close to 40% of my uh, body weight in the last, most of it in the last seven months. The... Um, The reason being that uh, I was always, even though I was heavy, I could always work at the farm. I always cleaned the cows out. I always did everything I had to do. Didn't have uh, any real health issues. And then about a year and a half ago, I went to the doctor and she done my um, blood glucose average, HGA1C. And um, she said, oh, Brian, you should probably be taking pills now. You're uh, up to 7.1. And I was always 4.8. Mm. So I said, okay, I'm not really too sure about doing that. And because uh, I had a father who had type 2 diabetes, lost a limb, had lasers on his eyes, um, was on dialysis. He had all the classic problems of somebody that was a type 2 diabetic for many years. Mm. And I really didn't want to go in that direction. So a friend of mine was going to the gyms in the fall and I decided, well, maybe I'm going to start doing this and see what I can do. My research told me that I have to find a sustainable lifestyle, mm -hmm. not a diet. Diet's a bad word. You have to find a way of living that you can sustain for the rest of your life, what you will want to eat, not want to eat, and so forth. I find that very interesting that everything really starts with your decision to do the research, and I know you're a researcher, you're an avid researcher, you're really good in finding out what works and what doesn't work. And basically, when I get that right, you became your own research study. That's exactly what I did. And I I keep, uh, I have an online memoir that I do at least weekly about all what I've lost, how it affected me, how I felt, how it affected my thinking, hormones, um, the amount of weight I lost at certain times and uh, my energy levels. And I, that's what I do. I, 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 I enjoy doing this. And it's been quite a journey. And I'm hoping that uh, I will uh, continue with this. I still have another 15 pounds or so that I want to lose. And then the maintenance will simply be eating more of what I eat now, mm -hmm. which is sustainable because mm -hmm. I did not cut any of the uh, food groups totally out. And I tell people, people say, well, geez, Brian, what can you eat? You can't be eating hardly anything. I said, I can eat anything I want to eat, and I do. Some things I won't eat because they're just bad habits, and I don't want to get in the habit, but anything that I enjoy that might be fattening or, or so forth, I would still eat that occasionally, but I would take that in consideration of everything else I eat that day and possibly even the next day because mm. of that. So I still get to enjoy myself and do what I want. And um, this is uh, the way that it should be. You should not be 
starving yourself and saying, oh, my Lord, as soon as as we're done this diet, I'm going to be able to eat some more of these foods and so forth. You've got to have it in Mm. your head that this is a lifestyle for life and you will um, you will just stick with it and I feel often with myself and my clients in the beginning it's really hard because you have to make every day the decision do I have that ice cream cone or does it serve me or doesn't it serve what I really want to do in life and some people just slip up get the excuse and just have the ice cream and a little bit won't hurt they think and then they have the whole Sunday. Yes, that's 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 true. Um, I I always I, I always say, uh, you know, you know, like I I, I smoked at one time. Mm-hmm. People say it's hard to quit smoking. It's very addictive and so forth. And it is very mm-hmm. addictive, very hard to quit. The difference with smoking is eventually it goes away. You do not think about it near as much as you used to think about it. So it's not on your mind. In my mind, the hardest one to do is to lose weight and keep Keep the weight off because it's something that you have to think about 24 hours a day whenever you're Mm -hmm. going to eat and you have to do this for life. Mm -hmm. And it will always be like that. And if you do not if you do not think that way, it's only a matter of time until you'll say, mm. well, yeah, just maybe that little bit of ice cream, like you say, or just we'll have this extra drink here or we'll do this. And my research has told me that most of the people who are successful at keeping the weight off, which is about 5% of the people mm-hmm. who lose the weight, are people who um, count calories and weigh themselves regularly. Mm, mm. So it makes you accountable for yourself. Yes. And people a lot of times don't want to do that because it's easy just to turn your turn the blind eye. But that's what you have to do and it's a lot easier to lose two or three pounds if you mm. put it on than it is to lose a hundred and thirteen pounds. So uh hopefully that's uh that's way it'll and that's work. wonderful. And I really love that you do the research and made the decision and make good decisions every day. And in the end I think what happens you don't want the things that will yet you know will hurt you because you know how you feel after you eat them when you actually try it. And that makes it a big, big, big difference. I always say the war for your health starts between your ears and you have to make a decision and you have to make good decisions every day. And without getting yourself healthy, you won't do it. People have to keep themselves motivated. They got to keep going in the right direction. And um, I, I, I actually work with a couple of people who I know and uh, I say, call me if the motivation is not, uh, if, if you're losing your motivation, because mm-hmm. some people just need somebody to hold, right. their, hold their hand. Exactly. Or sometimes when, when I have clients and I tell them, before you want that ice cream sundae, call me. Right. Or, and then I tell you whether you can have it or not. And right. most of the time I don't get the call because they said, oh, I have to call her before I have it. Maybe I shouldn't have it. <laughs> and it makes it easier to make the smart decision in the beginning. After a while, it becomes more and more habit. 
I agree. It's it's habit. They're going to the gym. I go I go to the gym. I'm I'm a little mm. fanatical. The more than most people, I go six days a week, two and a half hours a day. But that after, is a lot. Yeah. Well, it is, and it's it's. I enjoy it. I enjoy mm-hmm. the social aspect. I enjoy the, uh, the the benefits that I get from it. And um, it's a, it's it's just kind of what you do. Yes, and you have to do your research that way too because not every exercise fits every person. And some people thrive on aerobic exercise, go for walks. Some people need strength training and really everybody needs in some way strength training. Some people like group sports, play table tennis. I really wouldn't recommend contact sports where your brain gets damaged. (laughs) And the worst of it is ultimate fighting, which I absolutely hate. I think it shouldn't be even allowed. (laughs) To each their own, whatever whatever people enjoy. As long as our health system has to pay for people voluntarily injuring themselves, I'm not too much of a fan from it. But we do that all the time. I understand it. We injure ourselves with food too, so... Correct. And... I'm very much looking forward in the second half of the show to talk more with you about how you actually go day by day losing the weight and how you plan on keeping it off because that's, as you said, the hardest part. And please tune in after the commercial break for more with Brian Murray about weight loss. And welcome back to Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIOE FM or on the web at communityradio.ca. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer, and today I'm talking with my friend Brian Murray. And we talked in the first half about his story of being a farmer. And then a year ago, not quite, seven months ago, to making the decision, and I think it was a decision long coming because you did research for years before that, to change your lifestyle. So you didn't make the decision to lose weight by, per se. No. I uh, it, 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 You wake up one morning, and I'm 59 years old, and I'm saying, you're going to do something. Or you're going to do nothing. Mm-hmm. You will continue just doing what you do, or you will try and make a change. Luckily for me, I suspect, is I decided that I was going to make a change. Mm-hmm. And I was going to uh, change my lifestyle and um, hopefully become uh, a healthier person in the process. Now you lost over 100 pounds in the process in the last just seven months and tell our readers a little bit about your inspirational story and how you actually do it how do you live every day well i keep my i just keep myself busy um i I go to the gym 
I have fun with it. I enjoy the people that are there. It's a, it's a great time, and it gives me motivation to keep me going forward. Um, I uh, go to my doctor every three months, and I have blood work done, and my blood work has just been getting way, way better. It wasn't that it was real bad, except for my uh, my sugar, which was getting up there, but they everything is just, everything that should be down is down, and everything that should be up is up. And that is just... Uh, it's just a great it's just a great feeling to know that you have taken a responsibility for yourself and it has made a difference because when i first had my blood test done after i went for a couple of months to the gym and cut my diet a little bit it didn't really change much mm. and i said you know i'm honestly doing this, not doing as hard as I'm doing now, but I said, if this doesn't change, I really think that I'm wasting my time. Mm-hmm. But lucky for me, I, I, I persevered. I put another three months into it and just kept at it. And when I went to the doctor and the doctor says, Brian, I know why you're... Um, HBA, uh, HbA1c is down now is because you lost a bunch of weight. I said, yeah, I probably lost 50 pounds. And she said, you know, and that's, that's great. And mm-hmm. she said, you know, you're, you're going. So this all kept me, uh, kept me motivated mm-hmm. doing this. So what I do is I researched food. I researched what I can eat, what I can't eat, what I like, what I don't like. How can I get the, the proper macronutrients into me? Um, figure out what percentages that I'd like to have of uh, fats, of proteins, carbohydrates. Not so much to lose weight quickly, but more that it can be sustainable mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. And that is so important. I always say everybody has to be their own researcher, their own research project and find something that works for them on the long run. Everybody is different. And what works for me might not work for somebody else. Most things so can be what fine you do. What, what worked for you? What worked for me is right now, what I'm doing is I'm doing about 45% protein, 35% carbohydrates, and about 20% fats. Mm-hmm. This is um, this is to me a sustainable diet because uh, you didn't cut carbo- carbohydrates mm-hmm. out altogether. I did cut some things out of my diet that I will introduce to a lesser degree than I used to. Uh, now I do not eat uh, potatoes, rice pasta or bread so i took the starches basically out of my diet Mm -hmm. and one of the reasons is or the main reason is is it drives your sugar up it it increases your glucose it just and the insulin levels and we talked about that before how harmful a high insulin level is for your general health and it makes you fat. It's a growth hormone. Yes, absolutely. And my and the interesting thing is we have two issues here. We have insulin and we have glucose. One thing that drives up insulin, but not so much with your glucose, is dairy. And people don't realize that, you know, um, the dairy products are making your pancreas produce insulin like crazy, which is causing you to have more insulin resistance. And um, the more insulin you produce, 
the better chances are that you're going to store fat because mm-hmm. insulin's a, a fat storing hormone. Um, for later days, when we, when it's feast or famine, the problem is today we we don't have famine anymore. We exactly. we have we have we have feast feast feast. Mm. So that led me into a direction of doing intermittent fasting, which is um, an interesting uh, topic. It's uh, and one of the gurus of it is a doctor from uh, Toronto who has written quite a few books onto it and so forth. So what I do now is I um, fast for 20 hours a day. My normal eating window is from 4 to 8 Mm o'clock. And you can eat basically the same amount of calories, if you so choose, that you eat all day Mm -hmm. long. But you will not have your pancreas producing insulin for 18 or 20 hours a day to counteract the food that's being Mm -hmm. put into your system. So you are making yourself healthier you are giving your pancreas a break, you are making yourself less insulin resistant, and less insulin flowing around your system, it means you will be less prone to putting fat on, which is what we're trying to do anyway. And that's a great point, because the insulin resistant is a problem of type 2 diabetes, and when you just give them insulin, it will put more glucose in the cells, but it will increase your insulin level by exogenous insulin so much that you really have no chance of getting more. You get hungry, you eat more and more and more. So that's a great thing to do. Insulin insulin is great for type 1 diabetics. It's a needed thing. They have to have it. Type 2, it's it's the easy cure that's sending you down the wrong path. And and it's unfortunate that Mm -hmm. that's where it's going, but they don't have any other answer if people will not pay attention to their diets. Mm What I what I do as well is I do um, uh, usually once a week to once a month, I'll do an extended fast. Uh-huh. And the extended fast um, will do basically the same thing. Uh-huh. Um, it Plus, it will um, put your body into a fat-burning mode. After uh-huh. one to two days, your body starts getting to a fat-burning mode. Uh-huh. So you are literally doing what you were supposed to be doing forever store up your fat when you have when you have uh, all kinds of food so that when you don't have food mm-hmm. you can burn the fat exactly and that's what in our history millions of years ago that was life was we didn't go to the supermarket every day and had three or four meals a day we ate when food was available and then we had to hunt for it again which involves movement, exercise, and fasting while you're hunting because you have nothing to eat. And it's very interesting Mm. that you bring that up, that Mm. what happens is when you start burning fat, you don't lose all your energy. Oh, no, no, no. The, the, the body is smart enough to realize that you can't hunt for more food if you have no energy and, you're, and you have no brain function. No, no. People don't realize you do not have to eat all day yeah. long. No. You don't even have to eat for days if you don't want to, long as you are uh, still uh, putting your your, uh, your water into you and your electrolytes into you. Um, people are used to our way of life, and uh, it's uh, it's unfortunate because it's uh, making it uh, making us unhealthy. Yeah, not for nothing is a standard American diet. The abbreviation is sad because it is sad to watch people 
people's demise that is brought on by some big corporation profits and false information, and then they get addicted and think they can't stop. The Canadian and American Food Guide was manipulated by big corporations forever. Mm -hmm. This is this is facts. This is part of my yeah. research as well. Oh, yeah. They've been telling you things for years, and it's all based on money. It's all about, it's mm -hmm. a North American way. It's called money, money, money. How can we make more money? There is actually a new um, food guide coming out in Canada sometime soon, mm -hmm. and there's going to be apparently some real big changes, mm -hmm. and it's not going to be very popular with some of the food producers mm -hmm. in North America, but I think they're finally realizing that health should be paramount to going... Uh, And, uh, having so more profit. Having more profit for the big And I hope they do change it because, as I always say, food quality is way more important than food quantity. And as you say, we have to have government support for the small farmers and organic farmers that don't uh, produce spoiled or bad food that's bad for our health. We, the foods that are inexpensive to eat are the foods that are not good for you. That's a problem and that's, we should change it and that's a government thing. And that's where we're running into the problems. Mm. People have a limited budget. They go mm -hmm. to the grocery store and they look and they say we can fill Johnny up with this food mm -hmm. or we can feed him this healthy food yes. and it's going to cost us twice as much and he's still going to be hungry. And if you do it like you do with intermittent fasting, actually the food quantity doesn't have to be so much and it doesn't have to be much more expensive or at all more expensive than if you load yourself up with cheap food all the time. And I think that brings me to the end of today's show. Thank you very much for being on the show today. And please don't hesitate to contact me with any questions, thoughts, comments, or suggestions. If you'd like to contact Brian to be inspired by him, uh, my email here is christine at communityradio.ca. And I'm always grateful for any feedback. I also want to extend a special thank you to today's producer, Seth Glasgow. Thank you all for listening to Healthy Alternatives. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer. Tune in next Thursday at noon on 97.5 CIOE FM Community Radio with live stream on communityradio.ca for the next episode. Goodbye and have a great day.